0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. This Major League Baseball episode covers every game scheduled to be played on Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. In case you're new here. I built a mathematical model for win probability using hitter and pitcher projections I've created in order to make one money line or run line pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. Do what you want with these picks, all of them, some of them, or none of them. Take what you like and leave the rest. My goals in this episode are to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, whether to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us for investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So what I'll give you our loves, likes, and leans Indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variance will occur. So as much as I'd like to see will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, you know, I, I say that sentence every show. Obviously I could say each and every week, each and every month, right? No matter who you are, every, every professional gambler in the world has losing months. Uh, not a good week so far for us, uh, but I, I, I say the same things when we're winning and when we're losing, which is just, it doesn't matter if things are going well or not. You got to stay disciplined. You don't chase. You know, you got to just stick to your to your process. And when things are good, it's fun, but you know it's not going to last forever. And <laughs> when things are bad, it's sad, but you know it's not going to last forever too, right? <laughs> that's kind of yeah, where right. we find ourselves this week. Uh, not, not doing well this week, but.
1: That's the big thing in gambling in general, not just sports gambling is chasing your losses is how you end up losing your house and like, cause everybody likes to win and it feels so good when you're winning, but man, you've got to realize that's going to be come to an end quick. And if you chase your losses, that's, that's how you end up owing the casino a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Just kind of lick your wounds. That's what we have been so far this week. Uh, not a, you know, okay, Monday, but not a good Tuesday. And, yeah, and not a good Wednesday either, but uh, you know, I, I try not to talk too much about the wins, and I try not to talk too much about the losses, because really, it's about following the same process about long term things, whether it's a good day, good couple days, bad couple days. We kind of just got to stick to what's working for us. Um, hopefully, it ends quickly, right? I always say, when it's winning, hopefully, it lasts, and when we lose, hopefully, it ends quickly. You never know. You never know if it's going to be today, whether it's continuing good or stopping the bad. You just never really know when it's going to happen. I'm hoping for. I'm hoping to turn this around. You know, we still got we still got an opportunity to get to a profitable week here. We're gonna yeah. have to turn it around here the, the back half of this week, though. Hey, that one day can change everything. Either way. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, before we get to today's slight reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you are yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you will not miss any college basketball, movie, or college football content that this channel provides. Check out Horse Racing Today if you like to play the ponies. You can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. As our team of five with over 125 years of experience in handicapping horse races. There's an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows or the website. Those links are in the description. And lastly, a reminder that we started up a Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show. Membership starts at just $3 per month. You can get exclusive access to the Play of the Day. Our Discord group, ad-free shows, early access to shows, and early access to projected spreads. So lots of goodies there. Got games scattered throughout this Thursday. 13 games, a pretty heavy Thursday, games throughout the day. A lot of times I feel like the Thursdays are like, You either end up with like seven day games and then nothing happening at night, or you end up with like seven night games and nothing during the day. But we got games throughout the day, so football at night, but we also got baseball throughout the day, so it should be a fun Thursday for us. Yeah, it's a great sports Thursday. You got
1: afternoon baseball, you got college football, and NFL football. It's just a great sports day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, kicking us off, 205 Eastern, Angels at the Rangers. Uh, Rangers, one of the lone bright spots here on this Wednesday night for us. I'm going to back the Rangers again on Thursday afternoon at minus 133. I think it's a short price with a massive pitching advantage that the Rangers are going to have with Martin Perez against Michael Lorenzen. Model gives Perez an 87 rating, Lorenzen a 105. So Lorenzen's a little below average. That 474 ERA is pretty representative of how well he's actually pitched. Perez, probably not quite as good as that 284 ERA, but the advanced metrics say mid threes for him and definitely an above average pitcher. And as I mentioned, all series, once you get past the starting pitchers, these two teams are basically the same. So you got the game in Arlington and a pretty big starting pitcher edge for the Rangers. The Angels had a little stretch where they played better, but this feels like everyone's just getting too much Angels love here. They're still a very mediocre team. The Rangers are also a very mediocre team, but in this specific matchup, just like on winston at the pitching favors to rangers so minus 133 is a pretty good price it's a b grade pick for me my threshold for an a pick on this mathematically would be minus 127 so really upper minus 120s if it gets about five cents cheaper you could think about it as an a grade minus 125 for sure would be an a grade minus 133 i definitely think it's worth an investment but not enough value to get really excited about it but it is a play i do like here backing the rangers on thursday afternoon Total in this one's 8.5. Model thinks 7.7, so Model would indicate going under in this one as it thinks Martin Perez is going to be able to keep the Angels from scoring too many runs. Jake, what do you think on this one?
1: Yeah, I I really like the Rangers here. I like Perez, the way he's pitching. Uh, I mean, I know the ERA is – advanced metrics don't match the ERA exactly, but I I think that ERA is is a very good – like he's getting some good bounces and everything, and I think that luck kind of continues, and – I, I think the Rangers got enough offense to put this one away.
0: Put it away early. All right, two ten Eastern Twins at the Royals. You know uh, a couple of things. First off, uh, talked about going over on this game on Tuesday, and if you got over eight and a half, you won. Talked about going under on Wednesday. So the cold front's coming through, winds blowing in. If you got that in, you don't want. If you took my advice on the sides, you didn't do very well. Um, this is one where we talk about sticking to your guns right sticking to your process and i stuck with my process here i tweeted about this i added a unit to the twins i said the price got better i knew box two was out but kind of did some some math on that and just said even at a cheaper price though as it got lower if it got to a certain point it was worth it and that's what you got to do you got to stick to your process but my fear with the twins i have to wonder should i stick with my process with the twins because i'm not sure they care anymore it feels like maybe they've given up on the season should be playing a little better than the royals against the Royals here than they are, as they've been a little bit of a disappointment. This game is close to a B grade edge on the Twins at minus 20- twenty one twenty five. It's a short price, but I'm just not convinced the Twins care at this point. This is what you see sometimes in September, guys' minds drifting, not really giving it 100 hundred hundred percent because. They're out of the playoff race, and obviously they had aspirations of being in it. So I think the Twins are the right side mathematically, but the Royals look like they care the Twins don't. So it's not a pick that I have a ton of confidence in, but I do think that there's not enough value on the Royals to back them. So I'll take the Twins at minus 125, just a C-grade pick. Model says 127. Josh Winder versus John Heasley. Winder's a better pitcher than Heasley. Mainly that's because there's not that many pitchers worse than Heasley. Uh, Twins offense is better. Twins relievers are better, but they haven't been able to get it done yet really. As of late. So I think the twins are the team to be on here based off of the talent they have on the field. If they don't go out and actually seem like they're caring, they're not going to be able to win this one. So that's why it's scaled down to a C grade pick. Total on this one's eight and a half. Model indicates to jump back on the over on this one. It thinks the total should be nine, as it is still relatively chilly and the winds are still blowing in. But the pitching is so bad in this game, it thinks that there could be runs in the daytime there at Kauffman Stadium. So we've got again some bad starting pitching here, leads us potentially to over eight and a half. I'll be on the Twins just to see great pick though, Jake. What do you think?
1: Yeah, this 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 is a disaster all the way around. bad bad baseball um the royals are a bad team the twins of like you said just they don't seem like they care and like not that they don't care but it's a long right. season right? it's a long and, season like, you know, sometimes the motive, like when the reward of the playoffs not there, when you were thinking you're getting it, you just your 100 percent is no longer what it what 100 percent was a month ago.
0: Or your or your 100 percent just isn't 100 percent for three hours or three and a right. half hours. It's like you just it's harder. Like you said, it's a long. Se- we don't want to be the get off my lawn guys. Right. It's just yeah. it's a long season. They're human. Yeah. And there's got to be some disappointments. Uh, you know, not sunny gray hurt. Just everything just kind of collapsing here towards the end of the season. it Just never really got going for them like they hoped it hoped it would.
1: I mean, I don't blame them. I'd be in the same yeah. spot. Like, it's it's really tough to stay motivated when there's no reward at the end. Yeah. Like Because most of those guys, they're not playing for a contract or anything. Right. They've got it all locked up. So, it's, I'm skipping this game just because the Twins are a better team, but I'm not sure if they're going to play like it. And the Royals have guys that are fighting, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. skip it so I can save my money a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be on the Twins again. Hopefully, they can salvage some of this for themselves and for us this series. But I I totally think passing also makes a lot of sense because the Royals seem to want it a little bit more. But I also just don't think they're good enough to back them at the price they're being offered. There's not a lot of value, so a tougher a tougher game to peg for sure. Three ten Eastern Giants at the Rockies will finish off this one. Another chilly one in colorado on 60 degrees to start mid 60s to close this is one where i told you all wednesday to go under that really big number that it was scary to go under with a number like that in course but those pitchers could get it done and sure enough that game has crawled along with the number of runs it has for this one it will be chillier uh no real wind effect but It's projected to be a Giants bullpen game versus Jose Urena, and that's a very different pitching matchup than we saw on Wednesday. So the model thinks 11 would be the total for this one as chilly atmosphere, but not good starting pitching, not good relievers. Uh, Could be a wild contest. Model says it's a coin toss, Rockies minus 103. So basically if you can get plus odds on either side, also kind of makes sense to get plus odds on either side with a game at Coors Field, given that sometimes weird things happen there. Uh, Giants bullpen game doesn't project well, but Jose Urena doesn't project well either. So I'm uh, not really sure what will happen in this game. I think plus odds makes a lot of sense if that's a price you're able to get. No line right now. I'll make a pick later. Uh, Jake, what do you think?
1: Yeah, this feels like a race to the bottom of pitching. Like the Giants bullpen <laughs> yep. is rough, uh, Urena is bad, and putting them in Coors Field just – Seems it feels like, cool. Yeah. It feels mean. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'll play this game just because I I don't I have a clue what's going to happen here. This this game could be fun to watch just because it feels like it could be 22 to 21 or 2 to 1. Yeah. I don't know which teams are going to show up, so I'm, yeah. I'm going to skip it probably.
0: And that's how the Rockies have been all season. The Rockies' offense has been terrible, and i faded them, and then all of a sudden they've decided to hit like crazy at home and so then i've decided oh but they're still bad on the road and i'll fade them and then they'll win and so then i'll say well they'll come back home and i'll back them, and then they lose i've just i can't zig and zag with this team it's just never know what what team they're going to get their offensive numbers at home are so good you know what, and the, then this series they just can't score off the giants A ton of bad relievers it's like it's like i don't know what's up with this rockies team they're so inconsistent and you just never know what you're going to get with them
1: you know what's never made sense to me it's like everybody knows the home field advantage of being in course Field and mile high, how is it still an advantage? Like
0: I mean, the way
1: all, that, the, all all the Olympic athletes and everything like that that train in low oxygen stuff. It's not like the Olympic athletes have resources; these guys don't, and these well, organizations but, don't. So, like, why would not you train like that anyway? I, because
0: you only because you only play a handful of games every year. I know, but
1: it's been I don't know. It's just like yeah. I know with runners and stuff. They go to those they, they go, go to those all, train in to low say, oxygen yeah. or whatever, because then yeah. you play like everything's better with with, because you're getting more oxygen so i I don't
0: i just think it would be hard to convince like people on the phillies to go train in denver (laughs) that would be kind of a weird yeah Yeah. a weird (laughs) thing so i don't just think it's very feasible (laughs) there's there's spring
1: training in denver
0: that'll be fun hey i mean who who wouldn't be down with just a bunch of mountain spring training games right uh 337 eastern first pitch mariners at the a's mariners a team we've been on a lot this season they've been really good to us struggling here as of late which is always disappointing because the model still likes them and overall they've still made us a ton of money given a little bit of that back here at though lately I'm going to back the Mariners again though every team has good stretches and bad stretches and this is definitely a bad stretch for the Mariners but just like with everything else in, in life with any sports team or just your betting picks in general like all the good runs are going to end and all the bad runs are going to end this Mariners team is much better than they've shown if you look at the totality of their season they're a much better team than they showed as of late. This is going to end. I don't know when it will be, but it's just like when the Nats won a few games in a row and people were talking about that, and then they all of a sudden lost a few games in a row. The Pirates won a few games in a row, and they're going to flip it around. It's the same thing. The Mariners are a good team. They've lost a few in a row. They're going to turn it around as well. Don't know when, but I'm going to trust that they can get it done for us here. I think 225. It's a little bit short. Model says it should be 232 so it's a pretty steep price. But I'm going to take the Mariners on it anyway. I think they can get this done. I'm not going run line just because, again, a low-scoring game makes it harder to run by two. So didn't... Look great for us here so far in this series, but I think the Mariners get it done. Be great pick for me, laying such steep odds. Uh, a game that should be around 70 degrees to start, mid 70s to close. we we blowing out, and the ball does carry there a little bit better in the afternoon. So one that I would maybe look more likely to look run line than usual because of it being a day game. Model says 7.2 runs, though actual total is 7.5. So um, still, p- probably going to be relatively low scoring here. George Kirby versus Adrian Martinez. Kirby's a much better pitcher. ERAs about half of what Martinez is and that's fairly accurate both these guys advanced metrics say those ERAs are pretty much where they should be massive starting pitcher edge massive reliever edge massive offensive edge here for the Mariners they haven't looked great lately but it will end at some point there's a reason they say momentum is only as good as the next day starting pitcher and the next day starting pitcher for the Mariners pretty good and I'm just not a huge fan of Adrian Martinez uh this Mariners offense is going to bust out at some point hopefully they can do it for us here on Thursday afternoon as I'll back them at minus 225 with the B grade pick Jake what do you got?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all over the Mariners here. I love Kirby. This is a strikeout prop that I'm probably going to watch, mm. especially if it's around six and seven, somewhere in there. Uh, he's just a very good pitcher, and I really like him. And I just, I'm, I'm against all people named Adrian Martinez right now with what Kansas State did to me with college football. So <laughs> that's just a poor name for this guy. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be anti-him. So
0: I hope the Mariners win by 100. <laughs> I probably don't, I don't think they will win by a hundred, but no. you know, it, it, it would be fun to watch if they did it, you know, <laughs> but at what, like, at what point do they just quit? Like uh, uh- yeah, just be like, we're going home. Which, uh, quick side note, uh, many of you all know, and some of you are new and don't know this. I like do play an adult baseball league still at this point of life, and uh, there's usually like two or three games a year where one team's really overmatched, and the other team's like, can we just go home? It'll be like twenty-two to three. It's like everyone's just like, we don't have any more pitching. We just, it's hot. We got to go home. So I don't think that would ever happen in a major league game. But if it was hundred and nothing, that probably would be the threshold for that to happen. Eastern Cardinals at the Padres. Uh, Mid-upper 70s in this one again. Day games so we're all going to carry a little bit better than at night. Total on this one 7.5. Model thinks 8.6. As we should take advantage of the daytime. A little bit warmer of temperatures. Wind should be blowing across, so no wind effect here. A good pitcher for the Padres in Joe Musgrove, but what I don't trust at all in Jack Flaherty. I'm all over the Padres here at minus 133. It's a B grade pick model, so it should be minus 140. If this were to drop down into the mid minus 120s, that would be an A grade play for me. Again, Musgrove's pretty good. He's struggled a little bit more in the second half, but still he's had some very good starts. Uh, sprinkled in, and again, I just think he's a whole lot better than Flaherty, who the advanced metrics say he's lucky his ERA is only 5.09. Otherwise, these two teams are fairly similar, but it's just a massive starting pitcher mismatch. I think his price is too low. I'll be on the Padres here. And again, Model likes the over 7.5. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, this
1: just is all starting pitching to me, and you Flaherty is lucky that his ERA is as low as it is. He's, he's not looked good all year. Like, in the little bits he's played, and Musgrove yeah. is very, I think he's very good. He well, he can be very can be, good, consistently there, but he like he can. I think he what wasn't that long ago he threw a no hitter, right for the Padres. Like maybe a year or two, a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah.
0: He said the first half of the year he was fantastic, yeah. but the second half of the year has been a little more up and down.
1: Yeah, so I, I think this will be one of the more up ones. The offenses are
0: the same. The bullpens, is, bullpens are very similar. I think this is a very easy Padres win. Yeah, and even if Musgrove has one of his more mediocre starts, that's about as good as Flaherty's looks. So it's kind of one of those like worst-case scenarios. Everything cancels, and we've laid too steep of a price, but we still got a chance to chase win with the Padres at home. Best-case scenario, we got good Musgrove, and at that point, it's not impossible, but it should be very difficult for the Cardinals to win at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I just really like the Padres in this spot. I think they've, they've got more – they can
0: really punish a pitcher that's struggling, and right. I think that's what's going to happen there. And that's an interesting difference that overall with the totality of these players, the Cardinals and Padres offense is right out the same, but they're very different how they're constructed. The Cardinals offense is pretty top three, top two for sure, top three, top four heavy, and then it kind of falls off the Padres offense. While those guys at the top are pretty good, they have a little bit more depth at the back end that can really punish a pitcher, but they're not as strong at the top. And so those two hitters for the Cardinals or two of, you know, probably the two best hitters in the national league this year. Yeah. Um and, and, and obviously not to say that you know Machado and Soto aren't really good hitters, but the Padres are a little bit weaker there, but a little bit better depth at the back end than the Cardinals. So a little bit different of a makeup there too. not sure it plays out totally different, but it is an interesting contrast there. Yeah. Uh, 6.30 Eastern, first pitch Cubs at the Pirates. Um, if the Cubs would just go away forever, I would be happy with that. Uh, this team is just – they've gotten on my bad list at this point. They fade them. And when, and, and they let me down back home and they let me down. It doesn't really matter if they're just disappointing me left and right. I'll um, <laughs> play the Padres here, chilly night in Pittsburgh around 60 degrees. Winds will be blowing out though. So it's going to be kind of a contrast with regards to the ball's not going to fly based off the temperature, but the wind's going to help it out. So it should probably cancel out a little bit. If we see the two projected pitchers, Hayden Wisneski, and Mitch Keller, both of those pitchers are very average according to the model. Wisniewski does have a 230 area. That's only in 15 innings, though. So we're not projecting him to pitch that well. That's a little bit of small sample size, that sort of thing. A promising start, but... We think he's going to. We project him to be more league average. Mitch Keller, four hundred three ERA, underlying metrics. That's pretty accurate. Again, just pretty average pitcher. So two average starters there, two terrible bullpens, two below average offenses. Model says this should be Pirates minus one hundred two. That the Cubs' offense and relievers are a little bit better. And that kind of cancels out with the home field advantage in Pittsburgh. So model says coin toss game, total of 7.8. If this was a coin toss game, you get plus odds on either side. That's what the model indicates. But Jake, let me ask you, if you get plus odds on the Cubs or plus odds on the Pirates, are you excited about either one of them at this point?
1: I'm, I'm not going to be very excited. I'm, I'm more likely <laughs> to play the Cubs than I am the Pirates. But okay. I, I just – I don't trust just because the Cubs, but that's going to come back to bite me because we can't we can't square the Cubs up. Uh, so, but I I don't think that Cubs are a little bit better of a team, but I kind of think this game kind of screams runs. I, I don't mm, know. Okay. I, don't, I don't know that the offenses are there to do it. Like if
0: I, the like, relievers, sure, that's for okay, sure. The relievers are
1: <laughs> the pitchers aren't anything superstar special. I, I think this kind of screams runs, but. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, if it wasn't for the cold temperatures, I would agree with you. But these relievers are so bad that the temperature of the ball flying out may not matter. It may just be a bunch of singles and doubles, you know, and yeah. that's not yeah. the, the tough thing is, is, that's not how the game of baseball is played today. I've talked about this every couple of weeks. to kind of bring this up when we talk about temperature and wind and how the ball flies. This didn't matter as much 20 years ago. But now there's so much focus on walks and home runs. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. It, you know, it may be less entertaining, but at some point, that's the smart way to play the game, and when it is so home run-based, we have to really consider the, the weather when we consider how many runs. So the weather's like, oh, it's not going to be as many home runs. It should be fewer runs, but sometimes the pitching just bad and guys just get hit around, and the ball doesn't fly out for homers. It just flies for doubles. <laughs> and then if these relievers – I mean, the, the way there's not going to be a lot of runs is Wesneski has six good innings because the Pirates' offense stinks, and Mitch Keller has six good innings because the Cubs' offense is meh at best, right? Yeah. If the bullpens get involved early, yeah, it's going to get – it's going to be a ton of runs. So it, it really just depends on how deep those pitchers can go because these bullpens are both just scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: it can't be a comforting feeling to know that's who you have coming in after you.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Model thinks plus odds on either team would be good. Agrees with you, the Cubs are a slightly better team, but the games in Pittsburgh, so that balances that out. Uh, I'm with you, though. I probably would be a little bit more excited about plus odds with the Cubs and I would be on plus odds with the Pirates. Um, but again, Model says basically a coin toss game. So if you get plus odds, it probably makes sense on either side. Also at 640 Eastern Brewers at the Reds, upper 60s to start, low 60s to close. Winds been blowing out at around 10 miles an hour. But given how bad the Reds offense is, given you've got Brandon Woodruff going, a slightly above average Hunter Green, Reds relievers that aren't terrible. The model thinks only 7.3 runs. Wind's blowing out a chilly temperature. you do have a hitter-friendly ballpark, but only 7.3 runs projected. The Brewers offense is very hot and cold. You just never know what you're gonna get. They did well on Wednesday afternoon against the Mets, but you just never know if they're hitting home runs, things go well. If they aren't, they they aren't. It's it's they're they're just so reliant on that. And again, with the colder night, the ball's not going to fly as so much, so the wind's going to help them out a little bit. So kind of hard to really project that. But Brandon Woodruff, a much better pitcher than Hunter Green. I like Green above average. He's four ninety seven ERA. I don't think he's that bad. Underline metrics say low fours is more accurate. Woodruff just a solidly consistent pitcher, 326 ERA, kind of quiet, not as good or hyped up as Burns, maybe not as good as you know, h- you know, know, half a dozen, dozen pitchers maybe in the National League, but just solidly consistently good uh, pitcher here. It should be all Brewers in this one, assuming it is these two pitchers, the relievers, pretty overworked and a little bit concerned, but this isn't the game that I would expect that to hurt them because I feel like Woodruff should be able to go seven innings, and that helps them out. Uh, but we do need to keep note of that going into this weekend. This Brewers set of relievers has pitched a ton as of late. Uh, but behind Woodruff, the Brewers should win this game. Model says Brewers minus 171, again, total of 7.3. So if I could get Brewers minus 160, I'm excited about that. Uh, if I'm playing the Reds, I'm really looking for like a plus 180 to plus 190 type thing before I feel like it's worth it. And given the model says the total of 7.3, I probably would take the Reds on the run line and just hope that uh, Hunter Green can keep it close. Maybe the Reds are up 2-1 early. Their bullpen blows if they lose 3-2, something like that. Uh, again, all depends on the price. I'll make a pick on that one uh, closer to game time once we have more information. Jake, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in the price here because I, I, I don't think the uh, Brewers' offense is going to show up like, it, I don't know, I just I just think they're going to be a little bit quiet because Green is a good pitcher, unless he just has one of those blow-up games. Because
0: and, and he does like, have, he has had a few of those, yeah.
1: Modes. and that's where his ERA comes from. Is he'll have a game where he gives up yeah. five runs in an inning and a half, or something crazy, and so he's a good enough pitcher to hold him down. So I, I, I'm interested in the run, uh, the run line for the Reds, see where that comes out, or but. Maybe even money line, just depending on where that price is. I think I like it a little higher than you do. I'm a little risk averse, so I'm like plus two hundred or so. But
0: okay, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be an interesting game to see what happens here. Brewers still hanging around that wild card race. Yeah. You know, it's been multiple times we have talked about. It. it feels like it's they're on their last legs, and they just they're still hanging in there. You know, yeah. still not looking great. Season's winding down, but they haven't. They're not completely out of it yet. You know. Game against the Reds here. These are the types of games you gotta win if you're gonna make up a couple games. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I needed them. I needed them so bad with the Mets, and they got me one.
0: <laughs> uh, I would say good news for them with the Padres playing the Cardinals. That helps. Problem is the Cardinals are so far in the division that the Padres play the Cardinals. They're they're actually rooting for the Cardinals in that series to beat <laughs> the Padres because uh, they're they're not going to catch them for the division. But yeah, Brewers hanging in there still for for that wild card race, uh, kind of against all odds. Every time we we feel like we leave them for dead, they keep coming back. Uh, Blue Jays at the Rays 640 Eastern First pitch Two pretty good ball clubs Here Jose Barrios And Ryan Yarbrough Is projected With Yarbrough It might actually be an opener If it is an opener And we project That Yarbrough Gets the bulk of the work My number would not Change on this one I have the Blue Jays As a minus 154 Road favorite I talked yesterday About the tweak That I've made To kind of give the offenses A little bit more credit That's going to give us Basically it's going to Make the prices A little bit steeper On the Astros Jays and the Yankees As the three best offenses In baseball Three teams that we've Kind of been fading a little bit lightly that's kind of why i made that tweak is that i was kind of seeing a systemic we're kind of you know how do we get that to boost up and i kind of like oh it's kind of the offenses I'm, I'm not giving those top offenses that extra bit of credit uh so blue jays minus 154 would be the price here barrios is nothing special but i think he's a better pitcher than yarborough both these guys have eras in the four but I just have more faith that Barrios can be at least average, whereas Yarbrough is just very all or nothing. And Yarbrough, being a lefty, plays right into the Blue Jays' strengths as such a right-handed heavy team, they crush lefties. And so the the Rays, it feels like they might—you never know with the Rays—they might do some weird shenanigans where they're like telling everyone Yarbrough is going to pitch just to, you know, then they throw righties or something, you know. But of course, the problem is the Blue Jays are going to play the right-handed hitters anyway, so I don't even think that would work. Uh, But assuming Yarbrough is getting the bulk bulk of the work here. Being a lefty is just going to be a lot tougher for him to have success against a Blue Jays offense. It's just all right-handed hitters. Uh, So I'd like the Blue Jays to win here. Minus 154 is the price the model says. If I could get minus 150, that'd be a B-grade pick. Into the minus 130s would be an A-grade. And with the Rays, I'd be looking at run line uh, if that was the side to play. Total of 8.8 is what the model says for this one. Jake, what do you think?
1: I am all over the blue jays here. Like well, obviously the price matters and right. like, I'm not gonna play a minus three
0: thousand or something, but uh, <laughs> I, I, or I you could have play. said minus two like two hundred. I don't know if yeah. you play in minus two hundred either. Yeah, <laughs> no, probably not. You'd uh, have to I, pick that high of a number. Come on.
1: <laughs> but uh, I just like their offense. I think yeah. like the pitchers to me are scratched and neither one of them are outstanding. So I think it's all that offensive. I mean, they they can really put some numbers up if they want if they want and they get going and uh i i I just don't think the rays have that ability and i think that makes the difference in the game
0: yeah ray's offense decent blue jay's offense good blue jay's offense against lefties insanely good so i mean yeah Yeah. assuming it is yarborough uh being a lefty that just that plays right into the blue jays hands they should be solid solid road favorites which is quite a compliment because a road favorite at tampa uh, to the price like minus one to fifty four that the model says is a pretty steep price and again it's not well, that i think it's going to be wild all 12 of them yeah yeah they're going to lose their mind
1: <laughs> <laughs> in the beautiful stadium they have oh yeah uh
0: The team that just swept the Rays and made them look, uh, I mean, the Astros had their way with the Rays a couple years ago in the playoffs and uh, they had their way with them this series. Uh, They'll play the Orioles at seven five Eastern on this Thursday night around 70 degrees to start cooling off a little bit as the night goes on winds will be blowing in from left field at 15 to 20 miles an hour. Some of the strongest winds we've seen all season outside of the windy city, Justin Verlander and Kyle Bradish is what we're projecting right now. Obviously, See Verlander, one of the best pitchers in baseball, 178 ERA. The underlying metrics say he's not that good, but that doesn't really – I mean, yeah, that's not really – only Jacob deGrom is actually that good. Um, Verlander, though, solidly in that second tier right behind deGrom. You can make a case that he's the second best pitcher in baseball. I think my model has – uh, Otani there and maybe a couple others in between but it's pretty rounding air once you get past DeGrom Verlander's very very good with the winds blowing in like that in a chillier night model says the total should be 7.1 if I could, even with that Asher's offense if I could get under seven and a half I'd be all over it or I'd be playing Orioles team total under it's going to be a low number but that those conditions I feel like Verlander, for the most part, when he's even quasi-on, the only time he gives up runs is he gives up a couple of home solo home runs. But in those conditions, it's going to be really hard to hit a home run with the gust blowing like that. You're going to have to get runs the old-fashioned ways with a lot of hits. And the Astros' offense is deep enough to do that, but I'm not sure the Orioles' offense against Verlander is Model says it should be Astros minus 165. Obviously, their offense is a lot better. It does sound like Jose Altuve won't play. And so if that was the case, that would bump the model's projection down a little bit, about maybe to 160, upper 150s. Uh, But I'd still be on the Astros if I could get a price around 160 for sure. Uh, if, I, if I get the minus one forties, that'd be an A grade pick. I assume we aren't going to see a price that low, uh, but I think the Astros would be the side at that point for the Orioles. Be looking to get more like plus 170, plus one seventy, plus one eighty before I thought it was worth anything. And then I'd definitely be on the run line, especially with the low total thinking that neither team's going to have a lot of success, success scoring and it should be a tight game advantage Astros, but it might be a low scoring game. And so a run line on the Orioles might make sense if the price is right. Um, Jake, what do you got for us?
1: Yeah. I, uh, the most impressive part about Verlander being as good as he is is that he's doing it at the age of 95.
0: After missing basically two full seasons.
1: Yeah. And it's just, I mean, yeah. real how, like, I would love to be as good at walking as he is as a pitcher. <laughs> I,
0: uh, I was going to say anything, but yeah, that too.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's incredible. And I don't think the Orioles are ready for it. Um, they're, I don't know if they've totally pulled the plug on it, but they're not, they don't have much to strive for now. Uh, and, I just I think the Astros offense, even without Altuve or Jordan or whoever they decide to rest here, is still better than the still incredibly better, and that's going to be an easy win. Um, Just it really depends on the price here, (laughs) because I mean there's there is the chance that uh, the Orioles win, and they've surprised me a few times this year, but. I've, I've and, and
0: both that. directions, I mean, as much as we were kind of like, oh, the Orioles are probably out of it, you know, them losing those first two games to the Tigers in that series was still surprising. Uh, I was on the Tigers with an A-grade play on one of them, but it was it's still surprising that they lost two of those games at home to the Tigers. So yeah. they can surprise both ways, right? You never really know with baseball. It's kind of a random sport sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. It should be an Astros win, but again, it's the price. If the price is, you know, if it's Astros minus 200, then it's, got, then it's Orioles are or passing. Like I said, then, then you aim run line and just kind of say, hey, if I'm getting you know even money plus odds on the run line and i hope it's you know a chilly night wind blowing in hopefully it's a 3-2 type game you know and maybe yeah. they pull it out maybe they don't who cares right uh, that yeah. sort of situation yeah
1: that, that's uh, probably
0: the way, the way i end up playing it is Astros run line if i end up playing it right and that's the uh, Orioles run line yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the exact scenario here i'm i'm planning for in philadelphia 715 eastern first pitch braves at the phillies obviously a huge series for everyone involved should be a good one um I'm on the Phillies run line here at minus 133. It's an A-grade play. I think I was on the Braves for two of these three games against the Nats. They only covered the run line in one of them, uh, losing the last game, winning one of them by one. They're just, for the most part, they're a really good team, but they've been kind of overpriced. We saw it against the Nats here uh, this week. I think they're overpriced again on this one. And the key also is that I think this is a really low-scoring game. Total in this one's eight. I love going under eight on this one. Model says 6.8. Ranger Suarez rating has improved almost every time he's pitched from about his like 10th start forward. Uh, he had kind of a rocky start continues to pitch really well. Max Freed's one of the best in baseball rates right there. Basically, even with Justin Verlander who we were just giving all those accolades to two really good lefties, Two good offenses, but also two good sets of relievers. The pitching is going to match the hitting in this one. And on top of that, we're talking about 60-degree weather for the entirety of this game and winds blowing in at 10 to 15 miles an hour. Obviously, Philadelphia just down the road from Baltimore, so it shouldn't be shocking that we have similar similar strength winds. Strong wind blowing in can be hard for these teams to hit home runs. Good offenses, but really good pitching. I love this under eight. I think it's a low-scoring game, a tight game. I don't really know who wins. Model says Braves. Minus 116, so these prices are like minus 140 for the Braves. It's just really high. I give them a slight edge to the Braves. A minus 140 is just too steep. Plus 130 is probably worth a shot on the money line for the Phillies, but I'm just going to play it safe at minus 133 and say, I think it's a low-scoring game. I don't know who wins. I think it's probably a one-run game. I like the run line here with the Phillies. A great play for me. Jake, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm with you on the run line for the Phillies. I think it's a very close game. I just played a series, and they were all fairly close games. Uh, I think there might have been one where the Braves ran away with it late, but uh, M- Max Fried does not like it's not Max Fried does not been great on the road. The Braves have not been great on the road in his last few starts that didn't involve like the Reds and the Nats and the Pirates, like that bottom tier squad. They've I think they've lost two of the last three like that, more like that, and both times they've given up late. The, or most of the time they've given up late, late inning. Uh craziness to whatever team they were playing. One of those happened to be the Phillies where I, I think Jansen blew it um, mm-hmm. with two solo home runs. Uh, but, so I am I think this will be a very close game. Um, the Braves can be a little bit of home run dependent uh, with their offense at times and, and with all the weather and everything. I think this stays really close to really low scoring.
0: Yeah, much more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark in Philadelphia than Atlanta. Of course, obviously, the location being further north helps it likely to be colder, et cetera, and that affects how much the ball flies. That recent series, they just played the Braves one of the games by one. One of the games, the Braves ran away late. That was the one where the Phillies were actually ahead, I believe, in like the seventh inning, yeah, yeah. and then the Braves ran away. So two of the three games were tight contests where the run line would have made a lot of sense. Didn't quite play out that way, but – Um, Yeah, similar style here. Now the game's in Philadelphia. It's more likely that the Phillies keep it close, especially with this weather. Again, love the under, love this uh, run line play here for the Phillies. Some 15 Eastern first pitch Red Sox at the Yankees, mid sixties to start low sixties to close. The only thing people are watching for here, of course, is Aaron judge and how many more home runs he could hit this season. Had a pretty good game on Wednesday, but no home runs. Everybody was disappointed. Even though the rank, the Yankees scored about a thousand runs. Yeah. And the fans were disappointed because judging hit the home run, but I mean, that makes sense, I guess, um, given that they're not really playing for anything. They've kind of locked the two seat at this point, uh, Michael Walker versus Jamison Talion is what we're projecting No line out yet because those pitchers aren't confirmed. Both of them get identical 94 grades. Walkers ERA is a lot better than Talion, but it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Both these guys, the underlying metrics say it should be in the upper threes. They project to be in the low four. So both are good above average pitchers. Uh, I just don't believe that Walkers results are sustainable. I think the starting pitchers a wash. I think the Yankees bullpen's a little bit better. Yankees offense, maybe slightly better than the Red Sox at this point, but still not a fully healthy Yankees offense. And the Red Sox strength is their offense. Uh, so I say Yankees minus 126 here. I think they should be slight favorites. I'm almost certain we're gonna be playing the red Sox here because the yankees will be overpriced probably would be playing the red Sox on the run line a total of 7.7 with a chilly game a chilly night here uh winds be blowing out or across that could affect things too if the winds are blowing more out obviously it means home runs are more likely that projected total would go up and then i'd probably be more likely to take a stab with the red Sox on the run i mean on the money line Thinking it's going to be higher scoring, but if that wind shifted more across and it's a chilly night, now we're talking about a lower scoring game. And I think I take the run line with the Red Sox, thinking that they can just keep it close. Maybe they win, but if not, at least I got the possibility of a one-run loss. Uh, but like I said, model says Yankees minus one twenty-six. So my, I, I'm really looking for like a minus one twenty on the Yankees, but I don't think I'm going to get it. Uh, buy point on the Red Sox on the money line would be probably about plus. 125 would be a decent price plus 130 I'm getting a little more excited about and if it gets into the plus 140s that'd be an A grade play for me I think the Red Sox can hang in there in this one they're not a bad team they've been disappointing but given the Yankees injuries they're not that far behind the Yankees right now full strength they are but right now they're not they're they're not as good as the Yankees but they're not that far behind them um Jake what do you think Yeah I really don't have much of an opinion on this game with everything
1: seems to square off and especially with the Yankees uh, in it's uh, like with all the injuries, it makes it very hard to pick. So I, I'm probably staying away from this game, and I know Apple is begging Judge not to hit this home run so they can get
0: everybody to sign up for Apple TV for the chance that he hits it the next night. I think it's isn't it free. I think it's free though. They don't have is to it, sign up. For I, I, it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think it's free this year. They, I think it still says like free for a limited time, and I think it said that all season. Like maybe next year you'll have to pay for it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if that's the case. I think they want the I think they want the eyeballs to get you used to it so that later they can charge you for it. So they're still yeah. begging for it because they want everyone to have to download the app and get it and that sort of thing. Yeah. So there's, yeah. they're still begging for it, yeah. Yeah, but, so I, I think and
1: it's going to be fun to watch cuz you know every at bat whatever game you're watching
0: that they're going to basically cut in to yeah, see what Aaron Judge is doing, but so. it's going to be that way no matter which home runs he hits, because every home run at this point is—is is, I don't want to say everyone's monumental, but everyone is just crazy that he's gotten to this many, right? And obviously at the American League home run record, and then unlikely to get to seventy-three. But even, I mean, getting to to what Sosa did, McGuire did, all those numbers—like that's just really impressive to get there. It, it's. I feel like every one is just a monumental, like, is he going to do it again because he's hit so many home runs this season?
1: Yeah, it's it's nuts. And like, and a lot of them are big time, big places too. Like, yeah. like the other night, I know, I know he didn't hit the Grand Slam to win it, but he put him in the position by hitting the home run he did. And in Milwaukee, just, yep. Yeah, uh, it's kind of insane how how good he is. And the fact that, like, I mean, it couldn't work out. This dude is going to get so paid. It couldn't work yeah. out any better. <laughs> right. oh oh, we're not going to sign a deal, so I'm just going to go set a historic mark here with over 60 home runs, and then you can
0: try to pay me yeah and the historical part about it the crazy part about it just in case you're unaware what's most impressive about this is the is how many more home runs he has than second place that's the thing and that's when you talk about in statistics you might think about a z score right that sort of thing so if if you think about it it's just the concept of where do you rate amongst your peers and he's so far out in front of second place it's incredible it doesn't matter if he gets to 73 or 80 or 65 the fact that he's up 20 home runs on second place is just insane
1: yeah and, he, and he's not even really played all year, right? Like, he, he missed some
0: time. Mm, he's been right? right?
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought he did a little bit. Okay. Uh, but either way, it's just super impressive. Like Yeah. This, and
0: with the way the pitchers are now. It's, it's yeah. Fun. Yep. 8-10 uh, Eastern Guardians at the White Sox. Guardians just continue to get it done for us here. I'm actually going to be on the White Sox on this one, on the run line at minus 150 with a B-grade pick total in this game, seven and a half model says six and a half. You got two above average starters and you've got 60 degree weather in Chicago, Wednesday blowing across. They aren't going to help or hurt the pitchers out, but a chilly night above average bullpens, a really good starter in Shane Bieber and a guy in Johnny Quaid. I've talked about, he's not as good as that 309 ERA, but he's still a slightly above average pitcher. These two offenses are right around league average. I think it's a low scoring game. I still give the guardians an edge model says guardians minus one 21. But given that, I just don't think there's that many runs. I think the White Sox run line makes a lot of sense here. Model says the White Sox still have a 45% chance to win it outright. So less than 50%. It's a 45% chance to win it outright. Plus, knowing how few runs there are, the probability that they lose a one-run one score game is pretty high. So it's a B carry pick for me on the White Sox on the run line. Odds too steep for an A grade at minus 150. I just can't give that an A grade at at that price. Minus 135 maybe would be a much more exciting price. I think the White Sox run line makes sense. Just minus 150 is a little bit too steep to love it. Again, a game that the model says go under seven and a half White Sox, or Guardians more likely to win, but White Sox may be the smarter play here based off the price. Bieber really good, but Cueto not bad himself. Jake, what do you think?
1: Man, I'm, I'm so wary of backing the White Sox. That I, just, I don't trust them to show up and do what they need to do every, <laughs> anywhere, every time. I mean, the offense could disappear or just show up and put hang a crazy number up, or Cueto is the same way. He can either be there, just be absolutely garbage, uh, so I, I just I'm staying away from this game. I, I I like the Guardians to win it, but it's not anything I'm that confident in because once again the White Sox could show up and just beat them like a drum. So
0: I I'm just staying away from this game at all possible yep. opportunities on the Guardians right now and the mid minus one thirty 130s. Just a little steep for the road. As good as Bieber is, just kind of a steep. I've been on the Guardians a lot, as y'all, as y'all well know. It's just a little bit of a steep price here on the road. As good as Bieber is against a competent pitcher and quite and a competent team in the White Sox. Uh, like I said, I think it's a low scoring game, uh, which makes that run line appealing to me personally. Although, I mean, I can't disagree with you. You never quite know what you're going to get from the White Sox. <laughs> uh, rounding us out last game, one late one here. 10-10 Eastern. First pitch, Diamondbacks at the Dodgers. I'm going to take the Dodgers here in this one. Total in this game is seven, so we're expecting it to be a low-scoring game. Weather-wise, it's going to be in the mid-upper 70s to start, low 70s to close. Winds will be blowing mostly across and under five miles an hour, so not going to affect things. But two good starting pitchers in Zach Gallant and Julio Urias. Gallant obviously has been fantastic as of late, but Urias hasn't been has actually been a little bit better on the season. Both of these pitchers are ones I've constantly talked about that the advanced metrics say their ERAs are a little bit of a mirage, but they're both still very good pitchers. And that's part of why this total is seven. Now, model does say 7.4, but it's not really an over that I'd be jumping on over seven. I mean, it's obviously possible to get to seven or eight runs, but with these two starting pitchers, the Dodgers bullpen under isn't the craziest idea either. Model doesn't like it, but it's, it's, a, it's a total that I, I really feel like not a great investment. It's at seven and a half, I could go under. At seven, I don't really like the under or the over, Um the issue with the Diamondbacks here is they are a little left-handed heavy, and facing a lefty in Urias makes them a little bit worse. So I'm going to back the Dodgers minus two hundred one. It's a B-grade pick, but I'm going to take them even though it's steep odds on the money line, just because with a really low-scoring game, there's a real chance the Dodgers win this game, something like three to two, four to three, something like that. And so, especially being the home team, knowing how hard it is for a home team to cover a run line where they're minus one and a half, I'm going to stick to the money line. I think dodge to the side here model says dodgers minus 221 so i'm going to back them but i'm just going to lay it on the money line i'm not going to try to get too cute on the run line because i have a real concern that while the Dodgers are the better team here the diamondbacks are frisky enough that they could easily lose this game by one run and i don't want to have to lay it one and a half with the home team unless i think it's going to get ugly and i don't think this is a game that necessarily gets ugly with Zach gallon on the hill so i'll back the dodgers but i'm sticking to the money line at minus 201 b grade pick because the odds are pretty steep jake what do you got
1: yeah, I, I agree with almost everything you said there, except I'm I'm gonna play the Diamondbacks plus one and a half because I think this one does stay superstar close. Like Gallon is incredible. Um, but I feel like your eyes is Uri's. flying under the right ra- uh flying under the radar a little bit. He, like it's ca- kind of caught up in the shadow of the Dodgers as a team and the Dodgers yep. offense and everybody else. I mean, he's having an incredible yep. Year, I think they went there was like a couple a month or so that they won every start he went out. Like, yeah, wouldn't be surprised, was kind of crazy. Um, so I I think that one that like the Dodgers, oh, yeah, I haven't announced anything, but I'm sure they're gonna start resting guys, kind of rot- rotating through since they've locked everything up. I'm not sure how much they care about the 120 mark. Um, so like, I think they're gonna like just kind of rotate and rest people. Uh, and I think that lets the diamondbacks stay close especially at home I think we're, I think we're gonna see a one-run game so I'm jumping on the diving backs getting a little better odds than the Dodgers money line but yeah
0: yeah the uh, the Dodgers could get to 117 at this point um I mean, they have no incentive once they get up to, you know, whether they win 110 or 112 or 115, yeah. none of that really matters. Yeah. They're going to have home field throughout the playoffs because the Astros aren't going to catch them unless they just, unless they just bring up their whole AAA team, right? The Astros aren't catching them for second best record. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're going to start resting their guys. That's obviously the fear here, too, about locking in a play. this early. The issue, the counter to that is the longer you wait, once everyone knows who's playing, that's going to affect the price, too. Yeah. So it's kind of. Could have to speculate one way or the other here with the Dodgers lineup. Uh, but yeah, I think we're kind of in agreement on that. It should be a low scoring game. Should be a tight game. I think the Dodgers make more sense on the money line, but I like the run line. If I was looking down backs, I would absolutely look run line. Uh, that's the way I would play it there too. And backing a guy like Gallo on the run line is never a bad idea. So and backing the road team on the run, line never yeah. a bad idea, which is part of why I don't want to back the Dodgers on the run line because, as the home team. Uh, so uh, maybe we can both be winners in that one. Um,
1: yeah. Question for you though. Uh why why do you think like so in basketball when the Warriors hit 73, that was a huge deal because that like that mark was very tough to get to that the Bulls set and then they beat it. Why do you think that mark's not like with all the history, all the records on like on this day this like with baseball has with all the qualifiers and stuff? Why do you think that mark's not talked about more? Like a more from a more historical place?
0: I think it's probably because people like round numbers and seventy three wins in the NBA means you only lost nine games, which means you lost single digit games for the whole season. Yeah. So I think I think that's why I think if you finish the season with single digit losses, I think jumps at people, whereas baseball, you can't have that. Like the only round number thing you can hit really is a hundred, yeah. but hundred wins. I don't wanna say it's easy, but like it happens, right? So yeah. uh, there's no. Yeah, there's no, like, if you get to this, you, like, don't, you get to another whole digit or you prevent the digit from happening. So it's probably why I think that with baseball, it's not as big of a deal. The other thing with baseball is it's um, it's it's less impressive, I think. When you go 73-9 and 9 in the NBA, you've won, like, what, 80-some-odd percent of your games or 90% of your games, whatever it is. It's some crazy number up there. Whereas baseball, like, if you're really, really, really good, you win, like, 65-70% of your games. So... Uh, it may be just less like jarringly impressive because in baseball, as we see all the time, it's the, the Dodgers got swept by the Padres, by the Pirates, right? So it's like yeah. <laughs> weird things happen in baseball because it's not quite as a deterministic sport like basketball. Basketball, you got the best players in the court. You probably win. Baseball, yeah. not necessarily.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just surprised that like with all the other like marks or whatever, that no, there wasn't more talk about like, oh, they could have the best record ever. I was, right. was surprised that the, that little history mark wasn't more talked about right right
0: all right well that is all the games here today got a lot of picks to add i will add those on twitter in the sheet jake may make a few picks extra as well he'll tweet those out we'll add those to the sheet uh for our official records on these hopefully not a lot of pictures changed so the information here is still helpful to you right now only one a grade play at the moment that's the phillies on the run line at minus 133 at home against the braves jake any parting words for us
1: no, nah, no. Nah, just make sure to check out the college football stuff coming up and hit this and we'll make money on
0: two sports right now. All righty. That sounds great. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Check out the website if you haven't yet. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I'll see you again tomorrow for more MLB content. And, again, you got all that college football content as well for you this weekend. As always, best of luck. And remember – you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.